What's going on, everybody? Welcome on into the Brasserie Media Podcast for Thursday, February 8th, 2024. This is our second flagship show of the week. What's going on? I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. Man, Tyler, AW Dynamite last night was, uh, man, to me, one of the better shows in recent memory for AEW for a lot of reasons. And you and I have spent probably I'd say a good chunk of the last two months talking about how dynamite hasn't been um, necessarily like a gangbuster show from the perspective of it having like huge matches or huge debuts or huge returns. But what it did have though, was like step-by-step clear booking, you know, clear characters. These are our guys who are important step-by-step by step-by-step. And we long maintained that like, yeah, you may need to take two steps back to um, to kind of facilitate that and get to where you want to be with that type of production and presentation. But once you get there and once you lay that foundation, you can really build on it successfully. And I thought last night was a very good night for AW in terms of building on that foundation. There was really good matches. There was some big news, some good promo segments, and a great angle um at the end of the show so yes maybe i'm leading loading the question here um but what did you think of dynamite and are you as high on it as i was given the perspective we've taken on the show for the last you know eight to twelve weeks yeah i liked it a lot um you know even in its predictability of i think both the both main events right as soon as a match in AEW, not to start off like, and not even negative, just like a trend uh, of AEW, you know, as soon as like a match that's a big time match goes first, that it's going to probably be a time limit draw if there's, if that's mm-hmm. even on the table, because it's got to make sure it gets in time. So if it's a world title match, if it's anything, you know, probably going to go to a draw just so there's enough time. So that happening first, I was like, oh, here we go. But incredible match. Um, both guys really caring about why they want that world title. Joe also not being like, oh, well, whatever. I'm, you know, not that he's a baby face, but him being pissed off about it is awesome, right? Like, he should yeah. be pissed about it. Like, he should be, like, going to Tony Khan and slamming through a table for even having that be an option or whoever's idea this is. And, yeah, I mean, awesome moment in the main event. You know who the top people are throughout the show and within the women's division as well. Obviously, um, it's classic AEW and like all those like good work stuff characters now to find for us to care about. And Tony Khan has an announcement that is like like two tiers below a big announcement. You know, it, <laughs> it is a big announcement and like what we're reading in between the lines and the reports out there. Obviously, hopefully you're ordering the most artisanal crow for you to eat here on the show. Or Zach oh, it's going to be the best. The, it's going to be the best, best crow. You can crow. Find. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I mean, like you said, they not that they took it down to the studs, but it was a big refresh, especially post MJF and, and Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, that storyline finishing, Joe becoming a new champ, just like a hard reset on who are the important people. And the only people that are super duper important in AW today, February 8th, 2024, that have been super duper, you know, important since even 2022. That one last night, you know, it's um, Adam Page. He didn't win, but he's tied. Everyone else, Instinct too, and Darby, I guess. But, you know, it's a lot of the women's division, who's at the top of the card in the men's division, 
um, just like a lot of recycling of that natural process that we're going through to catch to beating Jericho, all that sort of stuff is like positive signs of, you know, if this is six months ago, I think that Jericho probably wins that match. And we're like, why is Jericho winning this match? You know, I know he hasn't won in a long time, but this is not the match to do it, et cetera. So I just think, yeah, strong booking. And uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff to get into, and we're going to get into it all here. We're going to talk. I want to talk more about the, the triple threat that's coming up at Revolution. Obviously, I want to hit um, the main event itself, uh, Sting and Darby winning the tag team titles. And then, of course, you know, the angle at the end of the show with the Young Bucks. But before we do that, let's pause for the cause here. This is the Brass Ring Media Podcast, our flagship episode, the second of two flagship episodes every single week. We are live right here on YouTube, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in some capacity. Um, It's been a really exciting week from that perspective. Tyler kicked us off on Monday with Monday Mania. We had our flagship show uh, on Tuesday. Yesterday, I talked uh, all things Roman Reigns on the new show Spotlight that hit um, the YouTube channel, so you can check that out if you've missed it. And today, uh, obviously, we're here with this show. And later tonight, 10 Eastern, Robert Vajos makes his Brass Ring Media debut with the show Nocturnal Knockout. He's going to be – he's got you fully covered on downloading on today's WrestleMania um, kickoff press conference from Las Vegas. And I know that he's got a couple – I'm privy to some other very interesting segments and, uh, and stuff that he has planned. So uh, definitely make sure to check that out. Um, 10 Eastern tonight right here on the Brass Ring Media YouTube channel. If you like what you're hearing – you can become a Brass Ring Media member over at Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Um, you have a host of specialty member content items throughout the week. You get full access to our written newsletter that has daily, uh, daily entries. You get full access to our online Discord community um, with people like you that like talking wrestling the way we talk about it here and cover wrestling the way we cover it here. It's a great group, really fun. And then also a special members only podcast, which we will be, um, which will be recording today after this show. Also, um, specialty PLE and pay per view. Um, review shows that hit just for members um, whenever those shows happen. So it's $4. That's it. $4. You can go to Patreon and get all that and a ton more. Um, and I think you'll be very, very happy that you did. Um, as for today, our super chat is open and we've got some people contributing to the super chat already. Uh, we'll make sure to read all of those, whether it's a question, whether it's a comment, um, whether it's a concern, Hey, Zach, stop talking. Um, we'll even read that. If it gets there, we'll read it. Um, and uh, we do appreciate the support. It helps us, uh, keep these shows live and helps us kind of, you know, um, keep moving forward and growing uh, this brass ring media thing that, uh, that we love. So thank you in advance for that. Live chat is rolling as well. We get Zach in there. Tracy's in there. Ashley. Hello. What's going on? Uh, yes. A little bit of a new facial yeah. hair today. Trying yeah, I was going to, I was going to say like, we should put that goatee behind a paywall um, going forward. <laughs> As you can. I could did not time that on purpose for you to take a drink, but uh, it's, wow. uh, it's, it's it's getting some love in the chat. So it's know. getting some love. I can't. Well, you know what? You guys are just too too nice, too nice. But I do appreciate it. Yeah. I do. This is about my maximum facial hair, you know. So uh, you're you're in the the coveted group of guys who can grow facial hair and have a luscious head of hair as well. So 
you know, so yesterday I was getting a haircut and mm-hmm. the the person who cuts my hair was like, hey, I want to try something. Are you up for that? And I was like, sure, let's let's mm-hmm. do it. Like I'm 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 one to like, you know, I'll 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 do anything. You know, the hair grows back. You know, you can't you mm-hmm. can't uh and uh she goes, All right, this is what I'm gonna do. And then I was like, All right, I'll leave it for a day, see what I think. And now it's like even if I didn't like it, I, I have to like keep it just to prove a point. So mm-hmm. uh so yeah, Zach comes with the goatee, but no hat today either. Yeah, so, there you go. Right. I wore mine though, so we're at least good. Okay, at least good. one hat for <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys keep it rocking in the chat. Thank you for noticing. Uh, and we're going to get back to the business at hand uh, of AW. So, Tyler, we had a great match last night to open the show. We called it time limit draw, but it really was a good match. I thought, like, Swerve and Page, man, they, they've got um, – they've just got some incredible chemistry together. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just don't know that they can have a bad match. I mean, it's – it's hard to argue. I mean, at this point, like they're a top three rivalry in in AEW's history. I mean, at this point, I mean maybe Kenny and Kenny and uh, Kenny and Moxley, Punk and MJF, and I, you know, I don't know. Like, I think they're they're up there. Um, but as you said, we did end up landing at the triple threat, um, and. I'm just curious as to your take on finally getting there. It's been in the cards for weeks. Um, so there's no huge surprise. And I think they got there, you know, in pretty much the best way possible. I think there's some intriguing, you know, um, dynamic between all three of those guys together and, you know, individually with each other, you know, Joe and Paige and Joe and Swerve mm-hmm. and Swerve and Paige, obviously. So, there's a lot going on there, and I think if there's ever a time to do a triple threat, it's now because, you know, it's not the main event. It's not going to be the match that carries um, that carries the show. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. If this were double or nothing and this was the big match and this was the main event, you know, I think I'd be a little bit harder on it. But I think they've made it work. I think they had a good match to get there yesterday. Like – rankings wise i suppose it, it plays but so i'm okay with this um where are you at yeah i'm you know it's not my preferred option as it's not yours but i'm fine with it especially it leaves open the you know i think like if swerve wins this match it's basically like swerve's got to win or we're in like disaster mode for his character for the trajectory of AEW for, for what the fans want um, and so it makes that match more predictable. Um, with the triple threat, it gives the option of a big win for Swerve, or does Paige eat the pin, who then you know sets Swerve off in some rightful, vengeful fury to take on mm-hmm. Joe Solo at the next big match available to him. Um, so I, th- I think that is an interesting thing to all this. Also, the match could be awesome, so that's now confirmed. I mean, Joe always works a good match, but now. You can get that good Joe storytelling mixed in with good work rate between these two guys. So, you know, I'm excited for the match itself as a result. Um, probably will not be your absolutely typical uh, triple threat in, in pro wrestling. So I like that. But yeah, and it's also, as you said, the most important thing is it's going to be second from the top. And it's going to be kind of an interesting, you know, like what's the other triple threat? Is the only other triple threat for the world title, the Pac and Kenny and 
Orange Cassidy? Is there another one off the top of your head? It, we're so we're now like yeah. almost five years in AW, so it's hard to like ring off every single big time moment. <laughs> um, no, that's but, it. That's the only other one. Okay. Okay. So you know that's a fun match for like not having a very good build. This mat this build is better. So I think we'll be in that zone. And I would probably lean Joe to get a win and kind of finish Swerve's story, if it will. I don't want to be crybaby Swerve um, <laughs> over here, but to TB, TBC on that, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think that's an interesting thing. And like Swerve winging it at a bigger thing in the main event after not losing it and keeping on this trajectory. And, you know, by based on the crowd reaction last night, what he wanted out of Nana, etc. I think we're on that route. So that's what I think is going to happen. And I like that story. That seems awesome to me. And Paige gets a big spot. You know, Magnum TA Paige, who's going to turn heel probably after this match. Like, all that is, is super dope. And, uh, like, I – it's funny. Like, Drew McIntyre is doing so well in, in WWE. We talk about him almost every episode of how much I love that character. And I think Swerve and, and Drew are, like, almost one for one in different in, – in switching – allegiances being super over as a character in recent months but also hangman is in that ish boat as well he's switching he's switching poles on his character and is getting way over and um, so i think those three guys are at least the three guys in all of pro wrestling that i'm like super intrigued by and like every time they have a match i want them to win basically like as my fandom those are the guys i always gravitate to like you know sammy last year and on the road to facing roman like that sort of grassroots effort all three of those guys have built up through their booking through their respective companies and through the changes they've made to their characters and just how they're charismatic overall so good stuff by all three the hangman um was interesting last night um in terms of you know hangman's normally the guy that'll take a fight at any time you know and like i was genuinely surprised when he Mm -hmm. turned down the five minutes and i think that's what you want like Cause it's so not him. It's so not like what we know about the hangman page character. And um, so it worked to that end. It worked as a surprise, but it also worked to further like the current story that they're, that they're telling with him. So I thought that was phenomenal. And, you know, it painted a picture of like page going heel and swerve, you know, looking like the badass who just wants to, wants to fight and wants to, and wants to finishing, um, you know, finishing his road to, to, to a championship match and to, to winning the title. So I, I mean, it, it could be that like there, that, that worked for page just because he's opposite swerve. And we've seen that a lot in, in AEW. Um, but it also could be that it's a, you know, a bigger, longer term, you know, turn for him. Um, and I think that that would be, um, that could be interesting depending on how committed he is to, to getting heat. But he, he didn't, um, yes, he made some sense yesterday when he's like, Hey, wait a minute, man, I'm the number one in the rankings. Like, uh, you know, you didn't beat me to pass me. So, you know, I should be getting the title shot one-on-one. He made sense there, but he also, you know, kind of sounded like a little, you know, a little weak. Like that's not what a baby face, you know, kind of fighting champion guy would say either, even if you had that opportunity. So, um, I like the nuance there. I really do. And uh, and again, I think this all plays differently. At least it does for me. If it's the main event, the top thing on the pay-per-view. Since it's not, I do judge it a little bit differently. And I think this plays just fine in that in that area. So talk a little about Paige as a heel. And were you 
you know, were you surprised at that pivot yesterday, you know, when, uh, when Swerve asked for the five extra minutes? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised just because that's not how AEW typically, typically does it. Right. And, and they don't, not that they don't listen to the fans about characters, but it's more that like, Hey, we listen to you. And the fact that you can cheer for who you want at any given moment, it doesn't really matter what their allegiance, what your allegiance is to them, their character, they're going to act the same no matter what. Right. And this is a pivot in the traditional pro wrestling zone of, okay, Swerve's way over. Him and Paige have had this epic series. They're going to have another epic match at a pay-per-view. Let's embrace Swerve as this super, the biggest baby face in the company by without question. And let's utilize Paige to switch his character and doing that here was awesome. They're obviously signaling that we have what, three more Wednesdays before the pay-per-view, maybe even four. Mm-hmm. I guess we're in February. So probably three. Um, I think three. Yeah. Maybe, Next week. Maybe, maybe because the second is maybe it's even two. I don't know. I have to look at a calendar, but you know, we have time to tell the story of to define page where he is and then to put the finishing touch on it, probably in the match. Right. Like it's yeah. probably some moment where swerve hits a, you know, a double stomp off the top rope and uh page hits him with the chair. Cause it's no DQ and Joe, you know, and Swerve rolls out of the ring, and then Joe hits Paige with something, and then Swerve is pissed, and etc. Whatever, whatever the machination is, it's <laughs> going to be probably Paige screwing over himself and Swerve for that win, and and getting pinned, and taking the opportunity away from Swerve, and Swerve moving on, and Paige getting booed big time, etc. So, um, yeah, it's I was surprised just because you just don't see that from AW, and I wouldn't expect it. I would expect five more minutes. Page to be the character he's always been, and to have the Swerve character be the confusing guy who maybe would right. like be pissed, pissed at Nana and hit him, and then like be that guy and, and be like, oh man, you're so close to just like switching these things. And just like long term wise, if you're Adam Page, etc., like who's coming in, right? Probably, I mean, definitely Osprey, mm-hmm. who's going to be a babyface, I would think. Um, probably Okada. Probably a babyface champion after Joe, so like it gives Paige all these opportunities to be the a top three heel to all those. If it's Swerve, Okada, Osprey as your top three babyfaces, let's say for the next couple months, like Paige is going to be in the in the mix with all those guys, and those are all singles matches at pay per views too. So if I'm Tony Khan, I have a top guy who can get over as a heel, as a badass heel, aka that Drew McIntyre type character who's always going to get booed, but people are going to respect him and like him. So just like setting the table for with Swerve and Page in this instance as two top three baby faces and heels for the calendar year of 2024, I think it's just like, you know, it's obvious we talk about it every day here on YouTube. So it's easy for us to say, but like for it to actually be happening in front of us within AEW, um, it's kind of that energy I was giving to WWE for telling interesting stories and getting characters in the right position. You know, yeah. none of the polls, none of that switching also, where, you know, it's always like a heel company and a babyface company from like how they're run, what the story is. But that's, you know, maybe from a bigger idea that might be happening here with an easy character transitions for these guys. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's really, I think that when you, if, 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 if AW is able to sustain some momentum out of this, you know, and kind of, and I'm not, look, I'm not saying like do, you know, it, you know, 
1.4 million in, in, in viewership. I don't, I don't judge it. Like, I don't mean to judge it like that in this case, but if they go on a run of like nine months worth of like really strong content, really strong programming, really strong TV, strong pay-per-views, like, defi- like taking the time to define this all out, even if it took a little longer than I would have hoped is has is central to like why the show what it was what it was last night. I mean, Joe as the champion has really like caught a lot of the balls that they AW was trying to juggle there with MJF for 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 months on end. Like he's the comedy guy. He's kind of this jerky dude, but he's also a fan favorite. He's friends with Adam Cole and like but he's also, you know, again, it's kind of this jerk that wins. Like it just was hard to like figure out what was going on with that title at the end. And with Joe, it's just like like everybody's just coming for him. And the title's at the top. The title's at the top of the card. The title's on a big star. The other big stars are pointing at it. And then you – everything falls into place character-wise within that, like, narrative. And I think it's just – it's helped so much. I don't think Paige could turn heel the way he's turning outside of a, a narrative like that. I, I think it's it would be really difficult for him to do so because – you know, the fans like him. So you have to, you know, you have to position him in a, in a certain, certain way to either achieve something underhandedly or look cowardly like he did yesterday. And then on the flip side, have someone on the other side of the coin, like swerve going, no, let's fight for it. And, and acting like a baby face, but it all, it all points at Joe and it points at that title. And I think that that's really important to like why that show was good last night, but why, AW did kind of like bottom out and now they're kind of like, like building it back up. So I'm, I'm high on this. I want to see what they do. I know that the chat seems to be a little bit mixed, um, but I'm, uh, I'm good with what we're going on this right now. Do you think um, the, the, for Swerve, you know, you net, you mentioned a lot of like key talent coming in, right? You're going to have MJF coming back at some point. You have Okada. That's, may or may not be signed and may or may not be on that big business show, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, and then Will Ospreay, who is going to finish up uh, with New Japan in, in a couple weeks. Like, that's an influx of talent. That, and, 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 you know, Tony Khan, like Vince McMahon in a lot of ways, is in a lot of ways as far as the, the pro wrestling is concerned, um, likes the shiny new toys, loves the shiny new toys. So do you see what you're seeing right now with Swerve as an investment in him? Like, and hey, okay, we're, we're going with this guy. Or, you know, can you see him being trumped by, you know, a Will Ospreay or an Okada? Uh, because they are new and because they are fresh and because, you know, Joe's the champion as a heel and not, and not him. Yeah, sorry. I was looking at torn labrum surgeries timelines to try and give my MJF answer here because I think that's what he was out for with, right? Torn labrum. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is it didn't seem very long, by the way. It seemed like but I don't know that it ha- like that he had surgery weeks. on it though either. Yeah, which seems like a bad idea. But anyway, um, yeah. I mean, it just depends, right? Like if if you ask me that question of, um, you know, are are everyone that's being featured right now are they going to get thrown? Over, under the bus and for all these shiny new toys, right? That was your initial question. Basically, right? so, yeah. Like, like if, if this is like six months ago, I'm like, oh, no. I have no faith. I think it's going to be Osprey and Okada in the main event of 
all in for the title, which is not bad in itself, right? If we get to that point, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. But it would be like, then we wouldn't see Swerve on TV for six weeks, and Paige would go off for three months and then come back periodically, et cetera, right? So that still is a super viable option just based on the history of AEW. But I do think that, not that Jay White is a good example, but the ability that, you know, <laughs> he was you were able to heat him up and make him feel like a guy who probably should have won that title at a certain point mm-hmm. um, versus where he is now, right? He's definitely has a very, you know, career in AEW at this point of like, in the, you know, being in the Bang Bang Scissor gang right now. Yeah. Oh, but like agree. the ability to like to come in and not use anybody and then like put them in the main event and make it believable and then like not use them again shows the ability to like a shiny toy coming in and slow playing it. And after that was the best example of the Jay White, the Jay White that situation. But you know, if, if Okada is going to be more of a special attraction, which is what my guess he would be, um, and Osprey's that shiny toy, then, you know, if you've got Swerve and Osprey's a baby face, so he's not going after Swerve, let's say as a situation that gives you time to have a Osprey and Takeshita an Osprey and a heel Adam page, Etc. to like have these big time singles matches that are feuds that like, you know, what, what is WWE doing with Randy Orton when he comes back? Right. Like that's kind of the use for an Adam page going forward Yeah, to like yeah. have these big time matches in and, and Will Ospreay can be LA Knight, Right. If you want to do like a one for one equivalency of like a guy who's in and hot in the moment and you want to, you know, obviously elevated work rate on both comparisons, right. The AEW side of it. But <laughs> I think that's all on the table, but like, you know, just because we've had a couple good weeks of TV doesn't mean I'm going to bet the house on that happening either. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It could be Joe is the champion until all in. Will Ospreay takes it off him. That is very much on the table as well. I think Tony Khan is probably super appreciative of the stability that Joe has shown. I mean, Joe and John Moxley are probably his favorite world champions of all time. If you put truth serum in him, it made him tell you. So yeah, from a, just like easy, easy to do business and make the titles important and make your company respectable. Don't think that I didn't hear that quiet knock on Randy Orton there that you pulled. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, it's not. And it really is. I mean, it's funny because like if you if you just watch WWE, like it's almost you take for granted. You know, yeah, okay, on Raw, you're going to see Cody, you're going to see Seth, you're going to see Becky and Rhea, and you're going to see all those guys. And, you know, AW just wasn't like that. But it has been like that the last handful of weeks. I mean, Joe, Paige, um, Swerve, for one thing, on, Perrazzo and Storm, they're on TV. You know, even like the obnoxious bang, bang, scissor game stuff, like at least, you know, it wasn't on last week, but that's because I think – I think that's more because of the atrocious segment involving the week before more than not wanting them on, but Darby's been there and Sting's been there and the young, like, like it's coherent. And then on the collision side of things, you have different stuff playing out. You've got the, the cope open and you got the stuff with Christian cage and Daniel Garcia, the FTR uh, thing with, so I think things are flushing out and I think that's a good thing. And I think, you know, say what you will about who's in those spots and, you know, who should be and who shouldn't be. And that is a fun debate to have. And I think, you know, and we have it constantly, but like, 
the key, I think, for me in terms of like seeing how this how they go forward here is like, do they pick? And I think they have. And I think now you have to continue to grow that even if you, you know, even if you get an influx of people, you know, you can't just have swerve off TV once Okada comes in. That would be, you know, that'd be a mistake. All right, let's get some super chats here. Um, Matt, thank you. Loving the goatee. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, thanks for the compliment. I think I'm taking it as a compliment. So appreciate you, Matt. Thanks. Um, we'll also use this as a launching point. Zach, uh, big fan of the show, big supporter. Thank you, Zach. And asks me, so Zach, would, that, would you like that crow roasted, fried, barbecued? And the crow he's speaking of, Tyler, as you know, but if you are listening or watching, um, I've long said that I just, I'll believe Mercedes Monet in AW when I see it. Um, and I pretty much saw it yesterday. Uh, not outright, but Tony Khan's big announcement was um, a major event. Whoa, the lights in the room just went off. Uh oh. Are Holy they like Lord. motion sensor lights? No, I think the power may have gone off. No. Huh. Uh, here, I'm going to throw to you on the Tony Khan announcement. Yeah. And I'm going to go figure yeah. out what happened Guess here. what's going on. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's big business. I mean, technically, it was a big announcement. Zach and I were talking off air oh. that, uh, oh, the lights are back on. Back on. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, someone flipped the breaker. But, yeah, I mean, we were making, I made fun of the big, uh, or did I say that on air or off air? It was like two tiers below. Anyway, it's all the Two same. below, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's technically big business because the title of the show is Big Business. But I was like, oh, God, no, another intermediate pay-per-view. And I'm glad it's a, a branded Dynamite. I think that's good for to have her appear on television, have it be an event. It's definitely going to pop a rating because people are going to tell people that are not watching AW that Mercedes is probably going to premiere here, maybe other stuff. So I think all that's good and a good idea and – also, one thing about last night that I really liked is that this probably, like a lot of this would have happened on a pay-per-view if there would have been a February pay-per-view. And it probably would have been this past Saturday. And I think it's good and healthy. I mean, I much prefer the model of five, four, maybe six max pay-per-views because you can have shows like this that reestablish like the good stuff on TV. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is big news. It's it basically is telling you Mercedes is in the company. So that, that puts a lot of interest, I think, in that women's match. You know, if Tony Storm and Mercedes the first match, probably not. I assume Mercedes is going to want to, in character, defeat Willow because that was her last defeat in the pro wrestling landscape. And hopefully AEW can explain that. But yeah, in Boston, in her hometown, you know, did they say the arena? Is it in the TD Garden? Because you TD can probably Garden, sell. Yeah. 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 So they're trying to sell that place out and kind of change the narrative, which is good. So yeah, all that is good. Um, you know, I probably just announced it on the show, but you know, that's that's Tony Khan and I differ on that marketing strategy. So, so I'll take the crow barbecued. Um, just to answer your question, Zach, I don't want to go without uh, without answering that. But yeah, no, this is a big move. I mean, and and again, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a really good get for them. And you know, don't look now, but like that women's division, um, you know, Tony Storm, Deanna Perrazzo, Mercedes. Jamie Hayter potentially coming back. Britt Baker has been MIA, but I, you know, I think is still a part of the company. Mariah May, like there's, there's some stuff, there's some talent there that I think you can work with. And Mercedes is obviously going to like rise the tide of the whole division. Um, 
so yeah, so that's a good get. I like the idea of a major show like um, like a la the first dance with CM Punk to you know debut her. I mean, I think like an AEW canon, like getting something like that signals huge debut and like you know a big, 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 big star. So and, and I think that's what you want with her. If you're going to bring her in, you got to like mm-hmm. at least treat her like she's a, a really big deal. And they're definitely doing that. And, you know, look, the benefit of her not returning to WWE, uh, even though I think WWE could present her as a bigger star than AEW can right now, is like just the matches. Like a lot of the matches that she has in WWE right now, we've, you know, we've seen them. We've seen Becky, we've seen her work Bailey, we've seen her, you know, work a lot. Like Rhea Ripley would be fun, obviously, but you know, most everybody else still in WWE, she's had a program with uh, as Sasha Banks. Well, in AEW, like, it's a lot of fresh opponents. It's Tony Storm. It's it's Hater. It's, um, you know, uh, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. You know, like, even somebody like Mariah May. Like, Britt Baker. I mean, that could be a heck of a feud. So, like, there's a lot of, like, fresh women for her to, to wrestle. And, you know, if she delivers – and presents and comes across and can deliver on a, on a major level as a, as a top star, she's going to elevate the others. And that's, that's going to be good for the company. That's going to be good for the women's division. Um, so this is a, this is a big deal. And I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing her, her come in. Do you think we see her before that event? Or is that like, like, could we see her at revolution and then her first match is on that show? Or did you get the sense that that's going to be like, no, that's her debut. I think that's her debut. I think it'd be right. weird if it wasn't. I mean, I guess if you want to like have her debut and say like she'll be at this event, if that if you think that moves tickets, maybe there's some internal information that tells you that. But I think you're in a big city. You know, Boston is not as big as Chicago, but you have a lot of the same sort of fans in a city like Boston as you do in Chicago that know what's up, and they're going to be able to mm-hmm. sell eight thousand, nine thousand tickets um, in that arena. And uh, you know, and see it live, and um, you know, if if they're slow, then maybe we'll see that because, like, you know, the reporting is she's already been on payroll for a minute, which is interesting. Maybe that's mm-hmm. how you know. I know that was the the crossroad was the, the <laughs> amount of money, and hey, that's that's where it's good to be a billionaire um, that doesn't care about losing money. It's <laughs> it's like yeah, I'll, I'll pay you two months ahead of time too. Why not, right? So you know, whatever gets you gets her there. That's as a fan, I don't care. It's not my money. So, um, yeah, I think that she debuts there. Who would you like to see her wrestle? Like, who's like your top, top, just top opponent? Like, not necessarily her first one, but who, you know, intrigues you the most in terms of a Mercedes Monet match in, in AW? Yeah, I mean, I I think Jamie from like a work rate standpoint, and that that feud can be pretty good. I'd also like if Thunder Rosa can get back to any level that she was and featuredness i think that could be a really good feud as well um and then yeah i think brit's a good option uh or, or tony storm i think that's more of a that probably be a better feud from uh you know building to the match or more of like a wwe style which you could certainly use in the women's division to tell a good story so i'd probably say jamie one for work rate and then tony for number one for story but brit could be a pretty good promo battle between her and Brad, depending on where each of them stand. So I think those three are the money, but do you have any different choices there? Brit, Jade, Brit's if she's still there, I would, I would love yeah. Jade. 
Say. Yeah, yeah, that's the one they're going to miss out on in WWE. But yeah. no, I, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in on Brit. If they figure out what's going on with her, like I don't, I don't, is she injured? Like I don't know where she's been for the last four months. Um, but I suppose it doesn't matter for this question. She'd be my number one. I mean, she, like, yeah, I don't think it would be the best like in ring match. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, but but I just I do think though, you have two like alpha personalities like colliding like head on and some of the stuff that Brit does in her feuds, you know, um, I don't think Mercedes would let her get away with in terms of like, just kind of Brit is just always struck me either. She's, and I say, I say this with all respect, but like either she's kind of clueless to the end game, you know, or just doesn't care either way. It hasn't helped the feuds that she's, she's been in. Um, and you can look at almost all of them for with with that, um, but I don't think you you can play that game with Mercedes because she's certainly been around and know you know and knows how to work you know a, a wrestling angle. So I you know seeing them work that out with kind of their yeah. alpha tendencies, I think would be really compelling. And 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 they, could they have a good match? Yeah, for sure. I, I think Hater and Mercedes would be better from an in ring perspective, but. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do want to see Baker and uh and, and Mercedes. I think that'd be that'd be strong. Uh let's go to a uh another super chat here from Tracy. Tracy, thank you. Um Tracy writes in and says Copeland is on the BB graphic. Cope open surprise opponent is Okada, or maybe him being on the graphic is of no consequence. Um, great call. I like big business definitely signals Mercedes. Monet coming in. I mean, this is in Boston. Um, but money, business, I think you that applies like symbolically to you know Okada potentially coming in too. So so I, I think it's a good catch, Tracy. I don't I would wouldn't rule it out. I certainly wouldn't rule it out, except for the fact that you know, the only reason why I might is just you probably want to sell some tickets, but they may but Tony Khan may sit there and go, "Hey, look, no, we got Mercedes. She'll, uh, you know, she'll 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 fill the house, and then you know, the Okada surprise against Copeland will be, you know, kind of icing on the cake for everybody who's who's tuning in." So I I see I can see that as a possibility for sure. Yeah, it just seems to me like more of a politicking by Mercedes. Like, do you want that on your show? True, you're gonna get overshown at least in our spaces. I think the Okada news is bigger because now it's not as confirmed as Mercedes stuff is, right? If both were like surprise debuts, you probably have a debate on what's bigger. The Mercedes news probably would edge out if you didn't know that both were happening, you know. But Good point. if if I'm if I have that and I love that booking of it with the Cope open and Okada shows up, that to me feels more like at revolution to do something like that. Because then you have three huge things going on. You have a title change or swerve page interaction that leads to swerve being super baby face as a result you got the sting match then you had that um even though we're on the you know christian cage edge thing again here but um i just don't i don't think mercedes will want it on the same show if she cares as much as i think she does so that that would be my only pushback but it's a great idea yeah it is yeah thanks tracy appreciate it uh Good stuff. Yeah, he is on there. I'm looking at it right now. So, you know, usually that stuff doesn't happen for an, ac- a- a- an accident. So, you know, 
it might not be Okada though. It might be something else. Like maybe there's just going to be a co open match. I don't know, but usually um, that stuff doesn't happen on action. Uh, yeah. Do that or it's Brian. It's Brian Keith since he just got signed. So one of the or two. Brian, yeah, right. And I do love Brian Keith. He's a good worker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but if you're I, expecting yeah. something like that, then that, that that only hurts. Oh yeah, total. The guy who's oh. going to come out and job. That's like a surprise. yes. That's that's Rey Mysterio at number thirty in the 2014 Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like yeah. <sighs> a big sigh of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's uh, okay. Sean uh, jumps in here, and Sean, thank you for being here live, and appreciate the super chat. No more cheer shots to the head, AEW. Thank you. Um, I undoubtedly, uh, undoubtedly uh, agree with this <clears throat> sentiment from Sean, but. I don't remember when the, the chair shot took place to the head yesterday. Did, did it? Was it in the the swerve um, the swerve match or was it in the main event? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's. I would think it'd be in the main event, right? Because there's tables in the opener. I don't remember any chairs, but I could be wrong. So, I mean, in general, I agree with the sentiment also, and that's coming from the deathmatch guy. Because I think, like you know, <laughs> like even like I mean, like you're breathing in stuff when you do a light tube, so that's not really safe. But like, there's you know, like a blade job is way safer than, you know, taking a chair to the head even too, right? So like there's ways to do things safely and make it look awesome and, and, and badass at the same time, right? And just a, a concussion for the sake of having getting a concussion is makes no sense. So, oh, uh, okay. Sammy hit Hobbs with a chair. Sammy. So Sammy comes through again as being the worst pro wrestler on the face of the earth. So, <laughs> so- missing no words about Sammy. We made that, that argument a little while ago, and he yeah. continues to prove it. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, like that was just—I mean, it. Uh, I again, I I missed that. Right? I didn't remember the the Guevara chair shot, but the fact that that's where it was, um, I, frankly, like, is even worse. And it should never happen. But like, in a random run-in, like a run-in with Guevara and Hobbs, like, no, 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 not on a show where. You know, Sting is gonna jump off the freaking like you know top of the damn arena. Like, you you got to be smarter than that. Like, you got to save that stuff for what it matters. So, like, if you're gonna do a chair shot to the head, which again I don't think you should do, it should be only in your like death match, hardcore match stuff. Period. And even then, I think you want to limit it. But in a random run-in with Sammy of all people, yeah, for the love of God. I mean, a chair shot. The only chair shot I can remember that is impactful, besides like, oh, that crazy match probably had it in the night in the attitude era, probably had chair shots to the head, is The Rock and Mankind. And when he tied him to in the I quit match and hit him way too many times in the head, obviously. But like that in storyline made sense if you could do it safely, right? If somehow you could do the angle and if you could get his hand up and block it. Like that's the only time ever I can remember a chair shot being impactful to the story of the match. So every other one is just uh, – it's a Canadian destroyer in the middle of the match that doesn't lead to anything, right? It's yes. a cool spot that is overdone or was overdone and now just just like takes me out of it as a fan. And I know that's how people feel about deathmatch wrestling. But like even for me, that takes me out of it. Like that was stupid and you could have really like – you could kill a guy with a shot yeah. like that. So And again, it just – it's Sammy. Yeah. And, and if I was Tony Khan, I would use it like, to fire Sammy. So – for, for sure. Like, I mean, it's just, 
it's just a mis- it's just a bad bad judgment on everybody's part on everybody's part like Hobbs shouldn't agree to take it Gravara shouldn't even come up with the idea and when Tony Khan hears about it it should be squashed immediately because even if you again even if you have you don't care about the well-being of your wrestlers at all it still hurts your product because it's in some random little pointless spot that no one's going to rem- I didn't even remember it like just now, like, um, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's pointless. Sean could call for calling that out and yeah, watch it. AW it really, it, it, it's just silly. It's just, uh, it's just totally silly. Um, uh, before we get to the, uh, we're going to get to the, uh, the, the angle at the end of the show here in a minute. Um, but before we do that, um, Zach with a super chat saying, I disagree that CMLL versus Blackpool comic club was extinguished. If anything, it only increased with the new luchadors added to the war. Yeah, so Tyler, I'm interested. So I wrote about this in uh, my uh, Dynamite Receipt column, which you could find. Um, that goes up for free uh, for our, uh, our Brass Ring Media subset subscribers, our free subscribers. Um, that I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I liked the match. I thought the match was cool. Um, but, like, when the Black Blue Combat Club just won, it's kind of like, okay. It's like, it, it felt to me like... <laughs> like a worse version of like the Nexus storyline where they like are built up and then they just kind of lose. And yeah, they're going to be around and yeah, you're going to do more stuff with them, but the shine is off. Cause they're just kind of like, okay, they're like just jobber fodder for, for Blackpool combat club. So, so Zach, yeah, I guess we'll see. I just, I disagree with that sentiment. Um, I don't think it increased. I think you're going to get new luchadors and I think there's going to be new luchadors added to the war, but I don't get the sense that they're even remotely close to treating those guys as equals to even the jobbers of the Blackpool Combat Club. So, yeah, maybe we'll get a couple of good matches out of it. But I think the heat and the intrigue is kind of just like this kind of like fizzled away. Did you like it last night? Yeah, I mean, it was fine. But this is like, a, you know, Dynamite and Collision are obviously A and B shows. Right. And this feels just like something that might get me to tune into collision live on a Saturday when I might not have right. Like to have like, Oh, that'd be cool. I'd love to see this kind of random match that doesn't really mean anything. Cause no one of these luchadors are going to be signed with the company or presented in a way that puts them over in a way that I think John Moxley and his group are use, essentially. Right. So, and right. it makes me do be, you know, I like it even less cause it, it kind of leads to that probably a pay-per-view that we're going to cover, but that I'm not going to be terribly interested in from a storyline standpoint of, you know, forbidden door with CMLL in arena Mexico. So I don't know. It just, I'm not super excited for that show. And this just kind of confirmed that that's probably going to happen. So that, that tints my opinion of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. This one, again, yeah. I, I, well said. I, and I like the match. It's not that it's just that like, I don't know, you know, if you really want it to be a thing, you know, I'm thinking back when like other like companies invaded others, like the CZW ROH war back in like 2006, you know, that worked because the CZW was put over in ROH on ring of honor. Um, and like, so that mattered that like set a tone that like, this isn't going to be like, we're just going to roll, roll them here. It mattered. And, and I don't, I just, I think you had to have that that moment here. Zach's jumping back in with this. And Claudio went with a bit blatant low blow. That's going over clean and just beating them. I mean, yeah, 
I I took it that way. I mean, it's the Blackpool Combat Club. Like, I don't, you know, they're that certainly isn't framed in their world as like cheating. I mean, it is cheating, but like they're so muddy that I don't I don't think they can get heat by doing that kind of thing. And so yeah, I think they kind of did beat them. I don't think anybody, I don't personally think the idea there was even to um like to fit to have the finish that way so that you know the CMLL guys are protected. Like I don't know, it's just I didn't get that that tone. The, the commentary team didn't really, you know, kind of dive into that in terms of analyzing the finish. So so yeah, Zach, I don't know. I, I we'll see, but I I, I don't agree. Yeah, and if you're gonna do that, do that in do that finish in Mexico and get like crazy heat, right? For you're right. You gotta get the exactly, home team. exactly. So yeah. like you know, if that was like, hey, again, like we talked about, I think on Tuesday, you know, like do a collision in Arena Mexico and like have that be the main event, like that would be dope. Like I'd be yeah. so 180 on this whole thing mm-hmm. if you just mm-hmm. do something like that. And if you could book it, I don't know how far Collision's booked out, but if it's, you know, uh two weeks after big business and you need like another like jolt on collision, especially it'd be awesome. I'd be so hyped yeah. for that show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, look, we'll see, we'll see what they do, but yeah, I, I think the wheels are kind of off as far as, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Um, thank you, Zach. Appreciate it. And we'll, we'll go to your other point here to kind of wrap us up. Um, Zach says seeing sting hoist that belt over his head was such an awesome moment. I know he didn't need it, but it was nice that they gave it to us anyway. I 100% agree with this. I I think Sting and Darby holding those belts uh, and you know winning the title um, made for a cool moment in and of itself. Uh, but more importantly, like it just it just adds way more to the main event um, at Revolution in my in my eyes. Like I think the finish is more up in the air now because those belts are involved. Um, it kind of re-establishes the tag division because this 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 championship match is going to main event the show. Um, so I think that helps. And now because of that angle, it's really personal too between between Sting and Darby and uh and the uh, and the Young Bucks. So I so I I think yeah I mean I guess he didn't need it but but it all works way way better because he has because he has this and I think the main event worked better last night with him winning I think it um and again yeah I think just the whole match is stronger as a main event and as Sting's retirement match with the title involved so um so that's that the angle I I thought it was like a near perfect angle and one of the best angles that AW has executed in the last like three years like I thought it was just I thought it was perfect. I thought the Bucks were great. They were like they were vicious. They weren't. Um, they didn't do a lot of their like um, you know typical young Bucks stuff. Like you didn't see him do you know uh, a four fifty splash off the top rope or like some crazy like high spot. No, they just used a freaking bat and then you know just beat the beat the crap out of them. And like that's what heels do. And so I thought you saw an invested young Bucks team. The blood worked. The white suits worked. Um, the fact that Sting's sons were beat up in there too, I thought was like a nice touch to like add some added sympathy for Sting and added sympathy for the baby faces. And then all in the end, the young bucks mercilessly getting booed. So like, I don't know. I can't think of too many better angles than than that one to to, to kind of carry like a major pay per view. So 
that I was really high on that. Um, if the young bucks can keep on that trajectory, like even if they don't win at revolution, I mean, that's a, that's a top heel team there, but you know, you keep doing stuff like that and getting reactions like that, like, man, add in retiring sting to your resume and you've have, you've got a hot heel act there. So I love mm-hmm. that. So Tyler, take it away as far as what you think it stings win and the, uh, uh, and the angle with the Bucks. Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, I, I, Starks and Big Bill, they're, they're, you know, maybe the worst run of those tag titles in the company history. Um, uh, and just, I mean, Starks had been booked poorly almost his entire run, and Big Bill is Big Bill, right? So getting Sting and Darby a win there, I think, helps. And yeah, redefines those tag titles as being important. Um, yeah, and the Young Bucks caring about their characters for the first time in AEW is a huge sign of a respect to the sting match and how important it is. And they're giving it due respect by putting all this work into it, Yep. but also like setting, they're going to be great, a great heel act for all of this year. Right. Matthew and Nicholas just changing your name to the full name. Awesome. You know, Darby doing a blade job after the match. Like, I love that. Like, that's crazy just to get blood all over, you know, you hit him like rubbing on purpose and, um, and don't underestimate the Bucks doing those uh, bat shots, just like Triple H does the sledgehammer shot, put their hand on it and doing the hit in the stomach. Like, yeah. I don't think that was not on purpose. You know, they love their meta stuff. So that's funny and, and interesting with their characters. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And like any good wrestling show, right? Like when Raw's good, when SmackDown's good, when AEW Dynamite's like this are good, you know, newsflash, everybody. Super hot angle to open the show and a super hot angle to close the show. And you'll probably have a pretty delicious wrestling sandwich in front yeah. of you, right? And that's what this show was. That's what a lot of SmackDowns have been with the Bloodline. That's what a lot of Ross have been with Cody and or Seth Rollins and or Drew McIntyre and or all three. So, like, winning recipe. Here we go. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Um, it's going to be fun. You want to hear what the young buck have to say next week. You want to see him just get the tar beat out of him by Sting and Darby. Like that's the key. doesn't always have to be hard. It doesn't have to be cute. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be straight up and straightforward. And that was, um, and that, you know, I thought it really like it cut deep. They stole like a big moment there from Sting and Darby. And, you know, that's part of it too. Um, Zach also saying, Tyler, if they're planting seeds for forbidden door this far out, why are you so down on it? Tyler, why are you down on that? Gee. Yeah, so I like pre-planning. That's what I really liked about Revolution pay-per-view, right? Is that we've gotten the all the stuff we're talking about today is leading up to a big pay-per-view with big payoffs, right? And AEW has not done that well in the past. So that's what we're praising AEW. Same thing here, right? If you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. I just think long-term, A, Tony Khan much prefers Japanese wrestlers than luchadors. If you're taking like people outside the united states and canada right that's just a fact of his booking pattern and mm-hmm. so do i think he's going to sign like half of the talent the top end talent from cmll is he going to if he's going to sign vikingo and push him i love this idea as like a way to get in that situation but if not then like what is the point i just don't want it to be the first forbidden door which had really good matches but derailed aw's stories for yeah. weeks on end and and really i think hurt like what AEW, when AEW is probably its peak of like really awesome storytelling. So I just don't want that to happen again. It's more my concern than planting the seeds for it. Yeah, I agree. That's how I, that's how I answer that too. Like, um, it, yeah, it hurts. It hurts your episodic television. Like, cause you have to make such a drastic pivot. It's like when, 
it's like when WWE would do the Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series and like everything else would come to a halt just for like a silly like little war between SmackDown and Raw that didn't matter, that nobody really cared about, but just because it was the time of year for that to happen. And the Forbidden Door events are like close, pretty close to that. They have better matches with no question. But in terms of like what it does to cut off the the cadence of your show, that I think is a, I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a, that's a negative. Um, last thing here, guys, and we're going to go record the member show uh, and we're going to talk all about uh, the press conference today uh, for WrestleMania. That's going to happen at seven Eastern. So we will preview that for members. If you want to become a member, you can quickly head over to Patreon and do that. It'll be a fun show. We got a lot to say there. Patreon.com backslash brass ring media, but we'll finish with this. And it's another Zach super chat and Zach. (sighs) (laughs) I saved this because here's the deal. I, I wish this wasn't in the match. Call me old school, but like, I think Mr. Zach, that if that that happened in WWE, if that happened on Raw, my friend, I think you would not have liked that. I mean, come on. The dance willed him on? No. No, 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 no. At least the Undertaker with the urn, like that made somewhat of sense storyline-wise. I thought this was too cute. I thought the match was way too serious. And the rivalry between Swerve and Paige is way too um, intense and way too personal. For something silly like a dance like that to like will swerve, will swerve on. I think I'm in the minority with this. I know that. I recognize that. I can be open about that. But no, I did not love this. But I appreciate your chat. Tyler, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's funny the moment if you were like wanted to be like a top end world champion baby face. I think there's a way you have to frame it. Like, I think Nana can do it, but you have to, like, you have to prove that Swerve doesn't actually do get any positivity from that. Right, right, right. Like, right. It doesn't help. So, like, I think if they define that, like, maybe if Paige brings it up of, like, you asked him not to help you, and he did help you. He's the reason you didn't get, didn't lose, you didn't get counted out, what what have you, right? And if, if Swerve is, like, if he uses that to break away from Nana, which I don't think is a good idea. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I just think, like, he adds that little bit of seasoning on the entrance. Like maybe if he then goes backstage after he dances, I think that's a better use of that character than being mm-hmm. there at ringside. But yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if I didn't like, if you don't think I didn't like laugh and get a pop because of that, but I also love the r truth hot tag and the rumble more than anything. So you know that just defines me as a. So I love in both companies. So don't don't bring that critique on me. So the. I- yeah, but also, our truth is not a world champion either, so you have to balance it. I, I think it's your counter, and I agree with you. So that's yeah, that was going to be my counter. I also <laughs> will say, I think you made a good point though, and I don't want to drag this out too much because it's a small thing, and it, it is. But you do want to connect. Like it can't be the dance is what Will's on. Like swerve. Like you have if that's where they're going with this, that's terrible. Like it could be that like the manager is and like Nana like is. like Nana believes it and he can believe yes. it and it work and Swerve can be like he's my crazy uncle basically is the right. character yeah. right right you can't it can't be like oh go no, there's that dance again and then Swerve <laughs> like just hulks up like Hulk Hogan like it, it like no like that yeah. 
we we it cannot. If, if he drinks, if he drinks a can of Woo Energy and it's like Popeye with spinach, <laughs> then we got a problem. Is and Woo many Energy problems. like an actual drink? Have you seen it? I think I've asked yeah. this dude. Oh, I mean, in, in in Columbus, you could the do you have Giant Eagles? They're like a no. Pittsburgh-based grocery store. So the, he was at a bunch of Giant Eagles in Columbus. And you could get like if you bought a case of Woo Energy and like booked your time online, you got to get a photo and he like signed your case. That was like two months ago. Okay, so you know so, yes. where like if you needed to go out and you you needed to get a Woo Energy in five minutes, you would know where to go. I mean, my life is taking a dark turn if that is <laughs> is, is, is is the thing. But yes, you can get a Giant Eagle at least locally here in Columbus. So. She's like they're not here. Like if if I if someone like held a gun in my head and was like, hey, dude. You better go and find a Woo Energy. If you want to be the man, trouble. you got to get the can. Yeah, he does that to you. Sorry, I was just so bad. I'd Three be in big trouble. That garbage. Yeah. Please don't do this, AEW. This is not a good idea. This is just, we're right. just talking. We're just talking. Okay, yeah. Tony? We know when you listen to this, like, uh, you know, just, we're kidding. We're kidding. All right, you guys, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Always a fun time and, and uh, was really glad. We spent a lot of recent shows, um, not just this one, but other shows, talking about big drama in the other company with The Rock and Cody and Roman Reigns and WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. So it was good to kind of like uh, take a step back and really like lock in on uh, – um, like lock in on AEW. And, and really kind of focusing in on that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you to everybody who dropped some Super Chats in. We do appreciate it. It's a huge help, and uh, it really helps us and uh, helps support Brass Ring Media, helps support the show, um, and we appreciate that. If you want to become a member, I think we offer really big value for all of our members. It's $4. That's it. You can go to patreon.com, patreon.com backslash brass ring media right now and uh, become a member and you get full access to our written newsletter with long form coverage of pro wrestling, um, multiple stories, um, multiple different pieces of editorial and features throughout the week. All of my receipt columns, which highlight and recap uh, the major shows of the week. That's all there for you um, as a Brass Ring Media member. In addition to that, you get a special members only show uh, once a week from Tyler and myself. You also get access to our Discord community, which is an absolute blast. And finally, last but not least, anything and everything else. We do some fun stuff uh, with, uh, with our members and, and they are a riot and a, uh, we certainly appreciate them. So become a member, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Um, tune in tonight, the first ever episode of Nocturnal Knockout with Robert Vallejos. He is taking over the reins of brass ring media for the first time. He's got a great show plan. He'll recap everything and analyze and discuss all the news that comes out of the WrestleMania press conference um, this evening, and you're not going to want to miss it. Robert's a great host and a great analyst, um, and I think is going to represent the Brass Ring Media brand really, really well. So tune in, 10 Eastern, right here on YouTube. Cool. Thanks very much. For Tyler, I'm Zach. We'll catch you guys next time. See you.